Welcome to Project Blue, a podcast about the people, companies, and ideas changing the way we think about and manage our global water resources. My name is Matt. And I'm Alexandra. Join us as we explore innovative technologies defining the future of water. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the second episode of Project Blue. We have an exciting update about our streaming platforms. We're now available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so you can now stream our podcast with your favorite listening platform. I am extremely excited to introduce our guest for this episode, Pablo Salabwig, the CEO of GoAgua. GoAgua was born out of Global Omnium, an innovative water utility in Europe. GoAgua is the digital innovation arm of Global Omnium. It was launched as their smart water platform. Essentially, they're providing software and analytics solutions for water utilities and aiding these utilities in a digital transformation. I'll go ahead and let Pablo take it from there. Thank you, Alexandra. Thank you for your, for your welcome and for your time. Uh, I'm pleased to be here speaking about, about Goaiwa. So, well, I, I'm a civil and environmental engineer. Um, I, I'm originally from Spain, as you can tell by my accent. Um, I, was, <laughs> I studied in, in Spain in the University of Valencia and then um, also in University of California, Berkeley, um, civil and environmental engineering. Uh, then I started my career at Global Omnium. Global Omnium is the actual water utility where Goaio was, was born from. Uh, I'll, I'll explain that a little more in detail in a minute, but um, I started working there for a few years. Then I, I took an MBA and I joined the consulting firm McKinsey and & Company, and I was working in, in different digital transformation and IoT projects for different uh, kind of uh, companies and industries, including utilities. And, and that was really interesting, and I woke my interest uh, for, for the water industry again and how all these things could be applied to, to the water industry. So after moving from country to country, ended up in New York City, um, at the New York City's McKinsey and Company's office. And then it was one, the folks from Global, Global Omnium uh, contacted me back and they said that um, they were expanding their digital um, business into different countries, uh, among others, the United States and Mexico, where I had previously lived as well. Um, and then I decided that I, I wanted to change my career path and, and I joined them in, the, in this new uh, journey, right? And, and to your second question, like who, who is GoIwa and, and what we do, um, basically, so GoIwa is a software and analytics company uh, that, that uh, is helping water utilities unlock potential from their data uh, and information to become you know, more resilient utilities to, to improve the way they do asset management, the, the way that they operate their assets, the, the way that they treat their clients. But what's unique about us is that we are a software analytics company that was born out of a major water utility operator. So really like we did a, a very intense and, and, and long-term digital transformation uh, that started in 2005 uh, at Global Omnium. And out of this digital transformation, uh, that's how we created GoIwa. Yeah? It, it's, it's, uh, I can tell you more uh, later on about um, this digital transformation, what were the main pillars that, um, Long story short, uh, it was it was a very successful digital transformation that allowed um, a utility serving seven million customers, seven million people uh, in different uh, in different cities, radically change their uh, operational KPIs, their way they do asset management, their resiliency, uh, and other things. Yeah, thank you so much for the background. I'm really fascinated with the work that. 
Go Agua was doing. And I think it's super important that you're paving the road for helping solve some of these inefficiencies in the way that water utilities operate. So with that, I was kind of wondering, what are the biggest inefficiencies that you see in the way that utilities manage water? And maybe specifically, what are the features of Go Agua that are helping solve these inefficiencies? Yes, yeah, so, so we come from a utility itself and, and uh, let's say it's, it's, it's part of a journey uh, that we started many years ago and, and we see that many utilities are in different parts of this journey. Um, it's about speeding it up, but at the end, what I, what I would say is like one of, the, one of the main things that we see all across the board is that all these different utilities um, are acquiring really... Um, advanced technologies to solve parts of their process. Uh, they're, they're acquiring a really top, let's say, uh, Ferrari-level technology uh, to solve their AMI solutions. Uh, they're acquiring this really good technology to solve their, uh, you know, their, their, their plan controls through SCADA, or they're acquiring a really advanced um, CIS system or analytics use case to solve a specific part of the process. But the main problem we're seeing is that they don't talk to each other, all these technologies. They don't help uh, the management actually have this holistic view about the whole utility and have, um, have these different pieces of, of information talk to each other, have um, your AMI data, for example, your, your smart metering data, uh, provide you information uh, to improve uh, the management of your network, of your system, or save energy in your water wells, or improve the way that you're proactively controlling the, the pressure or calibrating your model. So it, it's all different things working in, in a separate way. That, that's the main problem we're seeing in different utilities and, and what GoIWA is trying to, to help them solve. One of the capabilities we have is that we're capable of collecting data and connecting with any type of data in the utility. And then we have developed the very practical use cases that um, operators and management will want to use. So that, that's how we, we help them solve these, these problems, right? So in other words, you're helping with the consolidation of a bunch of information and kind of helping them communicate better and consolidate all of the data. Yeah, and with the analytics that you need to do on top of that, like a multi-layer kind of approach. And I was curious because you mentioned that Global Omnium was born in Europe and now you touched on this, but Go Agua has recently came to the U.S. I was kind of wondering what are the differences that you've seen, if any, in how utilities in Europe operate compared to how utilities in the U.S. operate? Sure, yes. Uh, so, well, before that, uh, Go Agua is pretty new in the U.S., but we are already present in, in other countries. We're in, in some countries in Latin America as well, in the Middle East, in Africa. Uh, we're in different parts of the world. And what we're seeing in the U.S. compared to Europe, for example, is that there's there's a lot of small utilities in the U.S., um, whereas in, in Europe they're a little bit more consolidated because there's typically there's they're managed by private parties that have a concession with the different cities, that leads to some kind of consolidation, at least operationally. And, and in the United States, we see a lot of uh, small utilities that are operating independently from one another. And that, that creates the problem of uh, lack of scales, economies of scales. And that makes them, obviously, when you have an IT department that is serving a utility that um, has 5,000 customers, 
that IT department is not going to have the capabilities to develop the technologies that a utility serving 7 million customers would have. So that, that's uh, one of the key differences that we see is that one. And that's um, what we're trying to basically let them be playing in a level field, like all these different utilities, so that if they don't have the resources to invest in, in, in an IT, in a powerful IT department, that we're here to help them go very fast uh, through this journey and, and change the way they work. And yeah, as your technology has been implemented in other countries in Europe and Latin America, as you mentioned, I was curious with your recent transition to, to the U.S., have you noticed any specific challenges with selling this technology to U.S. utilities? And is the U.S. in general accepting of this type of technology? It is, it is accepted. Um, once they see how it actually, the U.S. utilities, also because most of them are public agencies, they like to see how things are going to work and they, they, they want to make sure that obviously things are not going to disrupt anything by any means the way they work. So they, they typically like to do small pilots or implementation at the beginning. One of the big roadblocks for us for, for the expansion was obviously at the beginning to get the first client. No? When, when you're coming into a country like U.S., all the utilities are asking you in, in what other clients are you doing this? Once we got our first clients, then now the second problem is about how to get the first client in the region where you're going to, but uh, that's another question. But yes, it's, it's, been, it's been going pretty well so far and they are accepting these new ways of, of doing things. We started this year. A big client, I'm in charge of North America, so I also include Mexico here. Uh, we're in charge of, we just started a few months ago with implementation and digital transformation of, of the Mexico City water system, which is a big system, serves like 20 million people approximately. So it, it's a big client that relied on us to, to solve big problems for them. And we're really proud of, of helping a city like that overcome these this data problems and these digital information problems. With that, what I want to say is that really um, when you're looking at these kind of problems from a technology perspective, it really doesn't matter what size you are, uh, what size you have as a utility. Uh, at the end, it's the same kind of problems that you can solve for, for a utility like Mexico City or for a utility that has a couple thousand connections. And I saw it recently that you're also doing a lot of work with mapping coronavirus in wastewater. So I was wondering if you could give a background on that and kind of the work that you're doing to help identify the spread of COVID. Yeah, for sure. So that is, um, that is a key development that we did uh, at the beginning of this year. Um, actually, that's, that's a key example of how um, by having, you know, this, this kind of level uh, in IT and, and, and technology, how we could develop a solution so quickly to, to help a utility. So basically, Global, global Omnium, they, uh, we have a big um, environmental laboratory that had been um, doing virus surveillance for different types of viruses like uh, hepatitis, norovirus, since 2016. So they, they already had the, the microbiology capabilities in their laboratory. And what we basically did this year is that Global Omnium decided to adapt their laboratory processes to analyze also coronavirus, SARS-CoV-2 in, in sewer water. Uh, and in parallel, what we did is we um, developed the digital technology, the, the solution that would integrate all this information in real time from the laboratory with other data sources and data streams. Like for example, um, water consumption in the different neighborhoods of a city or 
demographics to know how many people over six, 65 years old you have there or how many vulnerable people uh, hospital data number of beds nursing homes etc so by combining this these two kind of like streams of information uh, coming from the laboratory coming from the utility the demographics and, and the city we were able to help as of today we are providing this service to about 20 cities uh, with about 10 million population in, in about 1,000 locations from which we gather information from the sewer system every other day. We analyze it and then we provide this, this, this visualization environment where the health officials are looking at their cities. Uh, they have their cities split into small neighborhoods uh, or sewer sheds that include five to 10,000 people. And they can see exactly what is the risk of coronavirus in this area based on sewer sampling uh, on, on water, wastewater-based epidemiology, which anticipates ten, five to 10 days official results. So they're like taking decisions, they're making decisions based on this, combining that with other actions. And, and that's proven pretty helpful. Like for example, the, the city of Valencia, um, we're having big spikes in Spain right now, but the Valencia region, which is the pioneer in, in the use of this kind of technology, um, the, the, the Valencia region has the lowest infection level of all Spain right now. Uh, and it's even below, at, as of today, it's below uh, New York state, which is really low. It's a, it's a big achievement, I think, that, that they're using this data to, to take action. And that's great that you guys had the experience of trying that with other types of viruses. It comes in very handy with this COVID-19 yeah. pandemic. And we'll, and we'll keep doing that, I think. It's, it's, uh, it's key to know, it's, it's, you know to, to get to know what, what the sewer looks like, to know the population. It's, it's something very important. How did you first get the idea to map the spreading through wastewater? So it was a little bit, we were, um, our laboratory in Spain where um, they were, th we, we were at the time a, a small laboratory. Uh, so we were trying to see what uh, new things were out there. We were thinking about doing something new that was not very mainstream. So we started going to different, different forums, different presentations. And we saw that um, for an environmental laboratory to become a microbiology laboratory, was not that hard and not so many were doing that. We decided to, to do this move, but then we, we started looking at different things that we could do here. And we, we basically started a big project with a, a national agency in Spain. It's a, the National Research Agency that, that partners with private uh, companies to, to do research. And we started this research, basically, the objective was a little bit different, but it, but it was more of a research project to detect basically in the intake and outflow of wastewater treatment plants, what was the concentration of uh, hepatitis and norovirus, and also detect uh, in different parts of the city, what was the seasonality. So we could detect some kind of seasonality, basically going up in, in cold uh, months, like winter, and going down in, in, in warmer months. And also, obviously, the objective was very different. It was, uh, it was not about alerting hospitals because the hospitals were totally, you know, they had capacity to treat hepatitis and all these things. But at the end, it was, it was a, very, um, a very good project that led to good conclusions uh, in terms of knowing the viruses very well and their behavior in the population. And it allowed us to, to develop this thing very quickly. We were the first company in Europe to do that. And, and I would say one of the, the companies that has the largest operation for water-based epidemiology in the world right now. So when you're taking on new clients now, is this 
virus mapping a feature of the technology or is it kind of like a separate project? It's totally the same. What's so we can implement the the, the platform, the the module of the platform very quickly. What what's different normally is that wastewater or water utilities in the U.S. are not the final clients for these kind of things. It's more health departments. So typically, the the wastewater epidemiology project is something that we do for health departments rather than water utilities. Although if we go to a water utility and they're interested in doing that, we can include it perfectly as part of the solution. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I was curious, kind of just in general, do you think that in terms of the technology that's being used by utilities to manage water, do you think that technology is behind at all compared to other industries? Do you think utilities have a long way to go to really efficiently manage water to the best of their ability? So I think the the water sector structurally lacks investment and, and there's not because of the operators. Uh, there's fantastic people um, managing and operating the systems. It, it just structurally lacks investment, both on the infrastructure side um, and obviously on the IT side. So um, because of that, apart from many other reasons, the water sector to my um, to my view, in my opinion, it's, it's, it's some years behind other sectors uh, that do have this investment, like um, electricity utilities, like banking, other B2C companies. So, so I believe that the water sector is between five and 10 years behind these other, these other sectors. And, and that is something that I think is going to change in the next years because you start to see policymakers and the population be more aware of, of the true cost of water and, and uh, um, really opening your tap and having clean water uh, is not just about uh, magic. It's about many people behind that working on that and that requires investment and that requires um, some care. You know? Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. And I was curious, why do you think that is? Why do you think the water industry lacks the investment that other industries have? Uh, I think that's, yeah, that, that's, that's a little bit of a difficult question. It really depends on the, on the, on the region where you're talking about. Um, what I'm seeing in the U.S. is that there's the public perception of uh, really the, the true cost of water. Um, people don't, don't really acknowledge the true, true cost of water. And that translates into... Uh, kind of leaving that as the last service in the city because it's not seen, it's not directly seen. You obviously don't see the pipes underground. So that's uh, something in which uh, it's not going to bring short-term benefits, but at the end, if you keep pushing it back, it's, it leaves lower investment rates and, and it makes the operation of these more costly because of the lack of infrastructure. So it's kind of like a snowball. No, it's like because of not investing a lot at the beginning, that makes you have higher operational costs because your infrastructure is older. Because of having higher operational costs, you ask for higher rates. Higher rates are not justified according to the public perception because it's you know water is is should be available to everyone. Then that makes you have lower investment, which makes you have higher operational costs, which makes you have even a higher rate deficit and at the end it's kind of a snowball that's been growing and growing uh i was reading the other day that epa uh was valuing this this gap in 300 billion dollars i think for the next 10 years something like that which is a big uh, a big ticket right 
Yeah, it's crazy that the water industry lacks so much investment because water is a vital resource. And you see communities across our country and around the world that are having these huge water quality problems. And it's just crazy that it's such a vital resource, yet it lacks the attention it deserves. Yeah, yeah. and the problem is that you go, it's, and I totally understand, it's, it's easy to invest in roads because people see that um, and then people drive on those roads. When you um, don't invest in water, uh, you probably have, higher energy cost of this water but that doesn't necessarily you know get translated into a worse quality of the water that you have when you open your tap so you don't really see that and that's one of the problems i think that uh, you know it needs to be more communicated the value of water to the society because otherwise we're just gonna keep having this problem forever i think yeah and that's very true it's not right in front of our faces as roads are for example it's kind of a yeah. lot happens behind the tap and then a lot that happens that people don't really think about. Yeah. There's another thing that is uh, the generational gap. We, we didn't talk about it, but that's another big problem that um, is about to happen. In the U.S., I think it's 30-something percent of the workforce is going to retire uh, in the water sector, is going to retire in the next 10 years. That's, that's a lot of people. Uh, that's a lot of people that have a lot of knowledge of their utilities or their water systems and are just going to take this knowledge with them because in some cases, uh, I am not don't want to generalize, but in some cases there's not this uh, you know, high degree of digital transformation or digitization uh, of processes. And, and, and if they don't have that level of digital transformation, then this knowledge will just leave the companies and, and will make it even harder to operate the systems. And I think that's another key problem that is not making the the sector lagging behind other sectors, but it's going to create a big problem for the sector in the next years, I believe. And what are things that you see are ways to fight that issue and help the passing of knowledge from these older generations down to the younger people in the water industry? So we were born out of one of these situations. Uh, in 2005, uh, and I'll just talk from our example, because the, I think we, we managed it um, very early on, and that's what allowed us to, to be here today. In 2005, we had a, a generation of people that were about to retire mostly in operations. And then there were another generation of people, mostly in IT, that came in, the, in their 30s. Um, and we, we were, Global Omnium is a, three, uh, a company with 3,000 employees. So it's, it's not a very small company. It's, it's, it's a lot of people. So uh, the problem that we were having is that these people in operations were about to retire uh, and they were reluctant to use new technologies. But these people that were coming in, they, they were trying to use new technologies and new uh, ways of doing things. But at the end, Obviously, it was it was hard to convince these other people to 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 change their way of, of working. So at the end, it was through a very intense change management program and communication that we started process by process, looking at you know the the key core processes and the ones that were more important for the utility to function. We started digitizing this process, and little by little, um, basically by putting together these younger people with these people that were about to retire, working them making them work together and, and, and making really these knowledgeable people feel part of the projects. That's how we we could basically change at least the, 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 the core functioning of the utility. Uh, and then little by little, thanks to that, we could start building on different pieces uh, on top of that. You need to 
do a big investment in change management and, and, and convincing people and communicating and all these things. It's a big task, but as you said, it needs to be done little by little, solved with efficient communication and pass down of this knowledge. Thank you so much for all of that. I've taken up quite a bit of your time and we're super appreciative of you sharing all of this information about GoAgua and your vision for the technology's future and your thoughts on the water industry. Of course. If you have any last things you'd like to share or if anyone is curious to learn more about GoAgua, is there anywhere you'd direct them? Yeah, I would be happy to talk to anyone about GoAgua. Um, they can go to our website, www. Uh, goaiwa.com, G-O-A-I-G-U-A dot uh, com, um, or write an email to me. It's, it's, uh, I, I think uh, it's a bit hard to spell my last name, <laughs> but you'll find the, you'll find a request a demo or something like that in, in the website. Th- thank you so much for your time. Uh, and thank you for having me here as well. Thank you so much, Pablo. Have a great day. As Pablo discusses in this episode, GoAgua is doing some amazing work to aid utilities in their digital transformation, allowing them to operate more efficiently. I'm excited to follow along as they expand and implement their technology utilities around the world, and I hope you are too. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time.